Hello and welcome to Property Matters on Dublin South FM and iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. You can contact us on social media at iProperty Radio or email hello at iPropertyRadio.com. Now, first up this week, we have Lorraine Mulligan, um, regular regular guest of the show and owner of the multi-award winning national and international real estate agency, Auctioneers and Letting Company, Remax. So, Lorraine, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us again. It's been it's been a while since we spoke last. Carl, it's great to be with you. I've missed you. It's been a bit of a mad couple of years, hasn't it? And Lorraine, thanks for reaching out to us. We really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Do you know, you're the most upbeat, upbeat estate agent, an upbeat person I've heard about COVID. You're definitely an example of um, seeing the silver lining there. So you've you've quite enjoyed the last two and a half years that everybody else in the country has given out about. Yeah, Carl, you know, I suppose... Look up between yourself and myself, I'm in business 20 years, thank God, thanks be to God, and I've seen foot and mouth disease, the 9-11, the property boom, the property crash. Unfortunately, I went through a marriage breakup. I married a lovely guy a few years ago. My life is just brilliant. And uh, just every day is a bonus. And I suppose when COVID hit, I thought it was only going to be for two weeks. So I've worked all my life. My dad had a petrol station down in Wexford. So we were always down in the garage stacking shells and serving petrol, looking after customers and um, dealing with staff and balancing floats and all these lovely things and mad things. So mom and dad always made us work. And uh, so I had two weeks, the first of my life where I couldn't believe it. I actually was at home and I thoroughly enjoyed the time. The weather was beautiful, the first lockdown. And I just embraced it. So I was out in the back garden with Aaron and our two girls and, and Keen and our dogs and um, I really enjoyed it but then as time triggered on I thought okay well okay this is kind of a bit scary now because when you're self-employed you're kind of going you know money eventually is going to run out and so look what I did was I couldn't control the situation but I controlled myself so what I did was I used to get up at five o'clock every morning and I just threw myself into learning I downloaded loads of courses and I literally before the kids got up I would have three or four courses under my belt so I did Canva I did Instagram I did Facebook I did YouTube I did master classes and loads of uh, different different social media platforms and marketing and I just used that time to enrich my my mind my soul my body i and I exercised and yeah I just used the time very very beneficially and I have to say after coming back out of that situation it's just been a huge advantage to my customers and my team so I just use the time to learn as opposed to get depressed so I said I can go one way or the other so I just said look I'm going to embrace it now and just all I could do was control what I could control and I couldn't control going out doing viewings or doing valuations or anything like that so I just controlled what I could control. Uh, Lorraine that's that's amazing to hear and I do I genuinely hope that there's estate agents up and down the country listening to you and saying that actually um, really technologies like Canva, YouTube, Instagram, all of these, the, uh, a whole suite of ditch marketing tools, um, they are so accessible online. There's free training. And, I, you know, part of our business is that we engage in this, but we we really like to educate people on the free training that's out there, the amount of resources, but the more important thing is that most of these technologies are so intuitive that you can use them. And once you get comfortable with them, you actually can use them on your desktop or on your phone. So I'm delighted to hear you talk about those because I think that's very empowering 
for uh, not just estate agents, for all business owners to be able to do things like that themselves. So well done. I'm, 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 kind of, I'm delighted that you've said that because I think it's really empowering for estate agents who think, no, don't want to go there in terms of digital marketing and social because there's no choice. You have to go there. But it's still a bit of a hurdle for, for some. And I think it's definitely more of a mindset shift that needs to happen as opposed to embracing the technologies because actually technology has become so much easier to use, so much more intuitive that actually if you could handle Outlook as your as your email exchange uh, 10 and 15 years ago, you can handle any of the technologies that are available today. And um, but I suppose let's let's talk about the business because definitely we want to get into the we want to get into kind of the, the local marketplace and things like that as well. But actually since we started talking about the business, let's do that. And um, you know how are things going in terms of because the last time we spoke um your your team was on a growth trajectory. Uh, how are things going now for the business? Yeah, Carl, thanks for the idea. Things are going very, very well. Um, my team is now, I have seven people working with me, not for me, but with me. They're all women. I'm not in any way against men. I think men are good men are absolutely brilliant. Anybody who comes to me tends to be, for a job, tends to be a lady and tends to be a mother. Um, I don't believe in micromanaging people. I just let my team do what they need to do. They all need, they all know what they need to do and when they need to do it. So there's a great degree of flexibility in the company, great degree of respect. Um, we've no paper in the office whatsoever. In lockdown, what I did was I spent a huge amount of money modernizing my Selbridge office in particular, and I put the best of technology, the girls have the best computers you can buy, double screens on all the desks. All our paperwork is in the cloud. It's all in SharePoint. So I'm very particular about keeping our offices very neat and tidy. Um, kitchen area spotless, no cups lying around, just a very comfortable, happy, vibrant, clutter-free environment, uh, ergonomic, bright, fresh, warm, um, because the, 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 a whole organisation starts from the love inwards, outwards. You can't look after your customers, you don't look after the environment that you're operating or the people you're working with. Um, so, yeah, it's just, just very organised, it's very respectful, um, it's very structured, um, it's very honest, like none of my team can walk out the door and say that any bids were lied about or um, there was any cash deals or anything like that. You know, I, I would prefer to go to bed at night and sleep well, knowing I've done the best job I can. I've really looked after everyone. I have the pleasure of meeting with today from everyone who drops in the post into the office to maybe this little girl outside Central Cumbria. She's Romanian. She's only a young girl. It's heartbreaking. She's on the street. Um, I know life doesn't... Um, always anything we have to go get up and get out and go but I suppose I was very lucky as far as I had two great I have two great parents who who clothed and educated and fed us and showed us work ethic so I kind of know the difference so everybody matters no matter who they are and um, so we just like to be good and kind to everybody and that starts in the office and radiates outwards to our customers and everyone who, who we meet. Do you know I, I love when you bring it back to basics because you know excellence is all about the basics it reminds me you know gosh 20 years ago reading this book that was written by somebody who had come, come um out of an army into a, a corporate environment and you know his his key phrase was that if you can't make your bed in the morning then you can't make your life essentially and so it's true excellent start it starts with the basics let's talk us through the some of the technologies you're using at the moment what did you discover any new uh technologies that made running of the business easier during covid um, yeah, okay. Basically, I'm with Remax now. Remax are an international company. They're a global brand. They're a beautiful brand. They sell more property than anybody else in the world. 
you know, and I, I have great respect for my competitors, um, Sherry Fitzgerald, D&G, Lisney's, all these lovely, beautiful brands too. They're all great brands. I have mass respect for them. I think competition is a great thing because it makes us all sharpen our sword. So it's brilliant. But um, I'm with Remax 20 years. I just find them really lovely to be with. I think their technology, their ethos, their customer care, their training is absolutely incredible. And um, so we've done an awful lot of training with them. But every time I go somewhere with Remax, I come back with gold nuggets. So basically what happened to me probably about four years ago now, I went over to Amsterdam with Remax. We had a European convention and um, they were talking about online bidding and all this kind of jazz. And I said, I, Leslie and I, Leslie's director of the business, she's brilliant. Leslie and I are together a long, long time. And um, Leslie and I, we made 10 things we're going to do when we came back. Uh, to improve the business, improve the customer service, um, our customer service for, for our people that we serve. And one of them was online bidding. Now, little did I know, Carl, two years, or a year and a half later, excuse me, that the world would go into this COVID lockdown. And the online bidding really, really saved us. Um, when lockdown came, we can get out to do viewings and, you know, people, we could receive bids online. We could do WhatsApp videos for people in houses, um, and that proved hugely beneficial, absolutely massively beneficial. Um, so, yeah, every time I go at Remax, I come back with something brilliant. I was with La in Las Vegas in March and I nearly, honest God, I was rubbing the arm of the Aer Lingus plane as I took off from Dublin Airport because I haven't been on a plane in so long. And it was such a bonus. I was so grateful. I was flying in the sky again. And Leslie and I went over to Las Vegas at the Remax International Convention. And again, I came home with a whole pile of fantastic things to improve the business that have been put in the business, that's driving the business forward. Um, I've been very honoured in so far as this year, I've been invited to the Elite Retreat. And this is a very specialised private club for the top producers in the world. It's all in California in September this year. And I've been invited to go and attend. So this is really when you're rubbing shoulders with producers that are just literally, they're not, not doing million, millions worth of transactions. You're not like billions. Like these guys are just... Like I'd be just a very small fly in a big, 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 huge pond there. But um, yeah, that's it's just the training we get as well, but I implement everything. Uh, so it always tells us about apps and training and what we need to do, technology and systems and customer um, service systems. It, it, it's just it's just brilliant because it's constant, constant learning, which is brilliant. Lorraine, this must give you a great perspective on how the industry works or how the sector works globally. Um, in Ireland, you know, one thing I just last week on the show, I am um, I was joined by uh, Adam Ferguson of Daft.ie and we were talking about the this agent's race to the bottom that seems to happen every few years. You know, it, it happens for a while and then it stops and then it goes again. But this race to the bottom driving down of commissions um, and it's something that I believe uh, I'm not an estate agent and I never have been. However, I believe that driving down fees is actually bad for the consumer because we know those businesses can't sustain the levels. So it has to impact consumer experience. So it's something that in a genuinely unbiased way, I think is bad for the industry. I think it makes everything worse because there's you don't have the resources to invest in your people, in training, in things like innovation. So. When you have the global perspective from your colleagues in Remax across the world, you know what kind of changes would you like to see in the Irish marketplace? Okay, first of all, quite simply, right? The professional fees need to go up, right? Like, I know people might sell their house and look at a fee for three or four thousand, but they have to understand the agent has to do so much work to get to that point. Plus, the agencies now it can take 
like the convincing would take three to four weeks. Um, sorry, Carl, I'm here in a property at the moment. It's a vacant property. There's little dogs. In. But um, um, yeah, basically the fees are too low. By the time a house is taken on, it's sold. There's very, very little left because people have to understand that, okay, the agent might get three or four grand or whatever the case may be, right? But it can take six, seven months to get that fee if they get it at all. Because sometimes buyers pull out. Sometimes sellers come up, pull out. Sometimes the house has to be sold a couple of times. You know, sometimes it can be a problem with conveyancing, boundaries. You know, so the professional fees are way too low. But I have no problem charging less fee if I thought I could get paid in a month as opposed to waiting wait to six or seven months. And um, that's the first thing. What I'd say to people as well, look, I on I don't buy a lot, but only buy the best, right? I'll do without. You can't beat quality. You pay for what you get. If an agent is trying to prostitute their fees, they're not the person to represent you sell your home because they're the very person that are going to force you to take an offer, buckle when they're under pressure, panic, you know, advise the vendor maybe to accept a bid when they should be just a little bit more cost, do a little bit more marketing. Maybe they could actually get a little bit more by leaving the house in the market and letting, you know, a little bit longer and um, advertising a little bit. I, I just know when somebody needs to take a bid and when somebody needs to hold off. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I sold a property, but on the market for 800,000, this particular lady, lovely, lovely lady, um, she had used my service before. She sold a house through Luke and she bought a house through me in uh, the North Kildare area. I sold her property again for her. We put it on the market at 800,000. Uh, this lady said she'd accept a bid of 850. I said, okay, we got a bit of 850. And this lady said, I'll take it. And I said, no, don't take it. I'll call her name Sally because I, I, I said, no, just wait. We've got a couple more viewings on Saturday. We might get a little bit more money. We've got 870. She said, that's brilliant, Lorraine. I'll take it. I said, no, don't take it. We have a few more viewings on Wednesday and on Saturday. We're going to do a little bit more marketing. We'll just shake the bag, see if we can get any more diamonds out of the walls here for you. That house sold for 935,000. Now, I, yeah, that's the truth, Carl. I, like, I have files upon files upon files. I can, exp I can show the difference between what I do and my team do relative to what some of our competitors do. Now, Leslie and I are European bank failures as well. So if we don't sell a property, a lot of times we go into our competitors' homes and sometimes absolutely they've got very good money, but sometimes, you know what, Leslie and I go, oh my God, they should have got so much more than that because we might've sold a, a, a similar type of property in the same time, we would have got so much more money. So people have to understand you pay for what you get. So you might think, oh yeah, this one's now charging me 0.85 or whatever, and this one's charging me. But just be careful with people who prostitute their fees because you're paying for a skilled negotiator. And they have, like I'm at the end of the telephone every single email, every single day. And you've no idea, people do not have, they have no idea if you've got a really strong auctioneer representing you, the difference in the money that you can get is phenomenal. Um, and then because, you know, I'm a huge proponent of uh, all manner of prop tech, and I know that you're massively supportive of technology, but actually, is this the is negotiation maybe one of the areas where estate agents really need to own and command? Is this oh, where yeah. they show their value? And there's no apps for negotiation. Either have it or you don't have it. That's what you're paying for, you know? And um, like I, I'd come home to my husband and it, it, the even times go, oh, my God, Aaron, thanks for God. You know, told that person to wait. Oh, I did the right thing. I'm after getting another 20 grand, 30 grand. And it's all done very ethically, Carl. It's not that I tell lies. I couldn't couldn't live with myself if I did that like that. It's all in line. It's very straight. It's about knowing your product. No jittering. Be definite. Know your stuff. Be on the ball. 
we're dealing with a very educated uh, consumer base at the moment. People before in our day, Carl, I know we're still very young and all, but you'd have to go to the local library or Britannica in, in your mom and dad's sitting room or an encyclopedia to get information. All our, this younger generation and older generation, we all have it on our fingertips on our phone. It's called the button generation. So people have a huge amount of knowledge. So you need to know more than they do. You know? it's, it's more than knowledge, though. You know, one thing I found over the past decade is that home buyers, it, it's not just that they've access to more information. They're more involved um, They're less reverent about estate agents or solicitors and the advice they're getting. Um, so they do an awful lot more research. So they tend to be in the main better buyers because actually it might make them more difficult in the marketplace, but actually it makes for better transactions. But tell me, how how is the marketplace? Because you operate across the Greater Dublin area and particularly kind of on the West Dublin um, into Kildare and North Kildare side. How is the local marketplace faring? Um, Carl, wait, if people are saying like there's a lack of stock, there's a lack of stock, definitely the stock is starting to open up. But it's not so much of a lack of stock. It's just it was coming in and coming out so fast and going for so much money over the guide price. Um, so the market at the moment is exceptionally busy. But, Carl, it's extraordinary what's happened at the moment, right? I am going around, and I swear to God, the amount of people I'm meeting on doing viewings from all over the world. Ireland is the new Hawaii. I swear to God. I'm looking at these people going, why did you move to Ireland? I'm asking them, you know. Um, like before, if I, if I went out and did viewings on a 20, 30 viewings on a Saturday, 30, 29 of them would be Irish couples and one might be an English, an English couple, right? But I'm going out now. I was out there in Lucan on, on Saturday and I met a couple from Nepal. There was another couple. And, um, he was Egyptian, married to a lovely Spanish lady, a little boy living in Ireland, loving Ireland. There was an Indian couple 20 years in Ireland. Um, there's people from all over the world buying in Ireland. Like our, our population has swollen nearly to pre, you know, um, to the famine times, including Northern Ireland. And they're coming from all over the world. And I'm asking them, why are you coming to Ireland? And they're coming because quality of life. They say the country is very nice. We have beautiful people in this country. Country is very green. It's never too hot. It's never too cold. I was doing a viewing with a lady out in Carberry. And she was American, married to an Irish guy and asked her why was she coming home. She said, I'll show you. And she showed me her phone and it was her house in California burnt due to the forest fire. She said, that's not going to happen again. So she's moving home for good. There was an awful lot of people then. Um, during, oh, sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, there's sure. an awful lot of Irish people. We're still not back in the office or in the studio. So someone's ever recorded in my office. And I have been known to have my dogs in the office. So believe me, we've had some barking on the show before. <laughs> oh, Carl, it's okay. It's okay. Look, remote work and we're all in and out and up and down, you know. Yeah. I, I still have four offices. I've Luke and I've celebrated my car, my, my office at home too. So I yeah. totally get it, you know. But um, Carl, yeah, the people from all over the world moving to Ireland. Like, I mean, like in the 80s, there was no money in Ireland. You know, everyone was getting out of Ireland, but now people love Ireland. Like, I mean, I'm so proud to be Irish. I'm so proud of this beautiful country. And I think it's very important we embrace these people and oh, be kind to these people, you know? Lorraine, there's, what's interesting there is that we know that, you know, the the, uh, the UK is kind of teetering on the edge of recession. We know that Ireland is in for a downturn, but we know that it, it's unlikely to take the shape of something we've seen in the past two decades because there's still a lot as you point to it there there's a lot of money in Ireland there's a lot of interest in Ireland so what do you think 
um, a levelling out is even going to look like? Or what are your expectations for the local marketplace over the next, you know, 12 to 18 months? And I'm going to answer that, but, but just one thing I'd say, obviously these people come and look at a property. These are cool, classy, educated people. In, like they're in the pharmaceutical, they're in Intel, they're in IT, they're in the medical world. Um, you know, and so yeah, Karen, so like these people are in very high paid jobs, they're doing very well, they're contributing to the economy and they're growing our economy. Uh, plus, we have an awful lot of Irish people that are after coming back. Maybe they, their mom or dad were sick. They, God forbid they've lost a mother and father moving back for good. And they're selling up in America and Australia and all over the world and coming back and buying property here in Ireland as well. Um, how I see the market going, how I, how I see the market going, Carl, I think it's going to be a soft landing. See, the last time there was a huge amount of debt. The banks are very zealous about giving out money now. People have to have good deposits, they're checking their credit score, they're making sure they can afford to repay what they're borrowing. And the last time was just carnage because there was just a massive amount of debt and people are getting given money who should have never got money and they forgot they had to pay it all back plus interest. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of hard to gauge, you know? Well, I'd say to anybody looking to buy a property, if they have a deposit, and the repayments aren't too big, Big, just get on with your life because there's always going to be drama Alabama in life. Like, I mean, we're only after getting out through, out over COVID. Now you've got these poor people in the Ukraine war, which is disgusting what's going on. I can't believe after World War II, this is going on again. Um, what this man, this Russian guy is doing to these people is just despicable. Um, so look, there's always going to be some sort of drama in your life and you just have to just have to get on with it. You know what I mean? And when, please God, this Ukrainian thing will be over, you know, or I don't know how long it's going to take and hopefully it won't take too long. Um, but there's going to be something else. So like, does everybody put their house on or their lives on hold? You know, because there's always going to be something going on. So there's always going to be drama. So people have to embrace and move it on. You know, what's really important, Carl, and honest to God, the Irish government has to start doing something. There's a huge amount of people screaming out for rent accommodation and there's nothing to give them. It's an absolute disgrace. And, you know, I met a Polish couple there um, in Selbridge on, on Saturday. I said, God, a lot of the Polish people have come back. And they said, yeah, and they're great workers, Carl. They were brilliant, contributing to the economy, great workers, lovely people. And they said, yeah, Lorraine, because the rents are too high, they can't afford to stay here anymore. And like, these people are in, you know, they're in the service industry, restaurants and bars. And like, we desperately need these people, you know? So they come back because the rents are too high. I have people there who are trying to save for a house and maybe gone through a marriage breakup. I went through a marriage breakup. I was renting a house for four years. And thanks be to God, I didn't have to pay two and a half thousand. I was paying 950 at the time. But how in the name of God could you save a house, save for a house you're spending that, if you're, sa- if you're, you're paying that type of money? And the landlord's not getting it because they give 52% away to the government. So there's nobody winning anything here. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. And actually, in terms of the rental, one thing that we know is on the horizon, although it's, it's years late in coming, is that um, a, a look again at the tax treatment of private and individual landlords in Ireland, because that really needs to happen. This yeah. um, the treatment of private landlords as opposed to in, institutional landlords doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense, but actually it's been really detrimental for the market. And we see that from the mass exodus of private landlords. So you're absolutely right. The, the rental marketplace needs massive attention at the moment. But, you know, apart from the, the tax treatment that needs to be looked at, which we know is underway at the moment, 
it all comes back to supply. So whether we're talking about the marketplace um, or the, the for sales and um, for sales and purchases, or if it's the rental, we need new supply. So actually supply, and you're in the Greater Dublin area, so you understand it's, it's an area that while the supply was maybe better in the last number of years of new homes, that's actually started to slow off now. So we know that that pressure is going to build up yet again. So um, it, it does, it comes back to supply. But look, I suppose, finally, Lorraine, your expectations for your own business over the next kind of 12 to 18 months? We're going to grow, Carlin, whatever is thrown at us. We'll just jump over it, go under it, go through it. We're going nowhere. I've gone too far to come to this point, not to go further. You know, you just have to embrace change, get on with it, drive it on. People need food, clothes, clothing and shelter. And thanks be to God, I have the... I've the privilege of being able to provide shelter to my fellow human beings. Um, so whatever it takes, we'll get through it. I'm going nowhere. I've, I've, I've gone through too much. I think in life, I think if you go through, I went through a really hard time, Carl. And those days, honestly, I didn't know if I wanted to live or die. No, I would have never done that in silly, right? But I was really low at one stage in life. And you either go one way or the other, you either you go down that slippery slope where you bounce. So I bounced. I've been bouncing ever since. I have no intention of going anywhere. I have too many people relying on me. I have too many, uh, my, my, my team, my customers, my, um, my, my family, my husband, my child, my two little uh, fairy, I call them my fairy stepdaughter, I don't like common stepdaughters, um, my wonderful mom and dad, my, I, my friends, relations, everybody. So yeah, I'm not going anywhere. And, you know, when things get tough, it's a real sign of, you know, the real true professionals come true. My mom is a saying, the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. And Carl, you know the cream, and no better lady because you're an amazing person too. The cream always rises to the top. Yeah. So whatever comes our way, the help of God, we will get through it. Inspiration. Genuinely, you're my favorite person in the industry to talk to because you're so upbeat. I love your excellence. I love your attitude towards service. Um, and I genuinely think that the attitude you bring into the marketplace makes it better for everybody in it. So thank you so much for taking the time today. That was Rain Mulligan, owner of the multi-award winning National International Real Estate Agency. Um, and auctioneers and letting agents in Remax. We need to take a quick break now. Stay tuned. <laughs>